0: What is it about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant, somehow, not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, That is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. America freed the slaves in nineteen, I mean eighteen sixty-three through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base, and yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger, it was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven, it was freedom without food to eat, a land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't—they o- don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps, but. Uh, It's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading
1: what's up what's up what's up welcome to another segment of Toi. i'm your hostess keeks and i would like to welcome you to my podcast what's goody what's goody what's good we are in the month of march the third month of 2019 how are y'all doing how's it going i pray everyone has been having an amazing week I've been okay. My body's been going through some things. Um, I have a bit of a headache right now, but you know, pushing through it. Perseverance, persevering through it all. But other than that, I won't complain. Um Let's get to these formalities. Make sure y'all listen to my latest episode talking about black stereotypes. Yes, I did an entire episode talking about black stereotypes, y'all, and I mean getting deep. Make sure y'all check that out. And again, you guys can find that available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts. What You guys can find that available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. Secondly, make sure y'all check out my second podcast team, SFA Charlotte. That is S.F.A. Charlotte. Again, you guys can find our recent episodes talking about black love. And you guys can find those available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. And finally, y'all should already be doing this. But, you know, some of y'all are hard-headed, so I know. Y'all ain't did it yet. Make sure y'all follow my social media accounts at Meninjaitwa. You guys can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Make sure y'all follow your girl at Meninjaitwa. But I'm going to just go ahead and get straight to it So, today I'm going to be talking to you all About the American Nightmare Now, I know when y'all hear me say this The first thing y'all think about is What's the American Nightmare? And I'm so happy that you have that question in your mind Because I'm going to answer that for you So I know we've all heard about the American dream right yeah so I pretty much took that concept that ideology and flipped it and you know did a play on words a bit and made it into the American nightmare why I chose to call it the American nightmare we're gonna have um, I guess a conversation about it I know it's more so me talking but you know I'm always open to receiving everyone's feedback and questions and comments and everything like that so I'm gonna go ahead and give you all the breakdown of why I chose to call it the American Nightmare as well as introducing some questions I had and still have and breaking down this idea this concept and really trying to understand what it means so As always, the core questions I have for the episode are What is the American Dream? What does it encompass and entail? Who does it include and who does it exclude? And can it be achieved by all people? And when I say all people, I feel like there's a need for me to emphasize that I'm Talking, I don't even want to say that I'm talking specifically about Americans because one thing about America is that you know we have people who migrate to the country from all over the world, and you know I know sometimes I would or have heard some people who have migrated to the country saying that you know they're trying to get the American dream, they're trying to live the American dream. So I don't want to make it seem like it's only something that can be achieved by Americans because if you have people who migrate to this country and they're trying to accomplish or achieve this American dream and some of them actually do believe that they achieve it you know then who am I to say that you know it's not that it's only inclusive to Americans so but we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into that so what inspired me to talk about the American dream is you know in light of the Father Culture series, and just saying how, just seeing how it gets tossed around a lot. And I know one thing I've always had a curiosity about was not just understanding or trying to understand what the American dream is and what it means, but trying to understand if it is something that can be achieved by black people, specifically black Americans. So the, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of history and a little bit of context of what it, uh, what it was or what, it, what the meaning was when it was created, who came up with this ideology, and things like that. So the American dream is an American belief that states that each American is able to acquire wealth and or achieve success through hard work, sacrifice, and pursuing opportunities. Now, this idea came from a man by the name of James Truslow Adams. He was an American writer who introduced a term in his book, The American Epic, and his book was published in 1931. When he introduced the idea, his concept focused more on personal achievement rather than physical possessions and wealth. And that's one thing that is interesting is that um, just seeing how it got watered down so much over time and how now it seems like there is much emphasis on um, wealth and physical possessions and things like that. So in Truslow's book, he declared the American dream as, and I quote, this is him, that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement, end quote. Now I'm going to say that one more time because so I really want you guys to take this in and try to break it down a bit. Quote, that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each, according to ability or achievement now y'all know i like to break things down and whatnot but before i even broke this down uh word by word i kind of had to ask myself some more questions because the american dream is perceived as a goal to obtain wealth and riches. And as I mentioned before, the concept has been watered down so much, we t- we tend to forget the non-physical component. And that's where Trussell mentioned living a better life and a life that is richer and fuller and full of opportunity. And I believe when he was saying that, he meant living a better life that allows us to be a better, if not the best version of ourselves. So, I had some more questions. I guess you can add these in as court questions as well, um, and doing research on this topic. And I'm just going to go ahead and list them now. One, how do we get caught in the idea of wealth and riches? Two, if Truslow did not only mean wealth and riches in his definition, then what did he mean? Three, How does this compare to black people in their strive towards the American dream? Where are black people in relation to the American dream? Four, do we all have the same opportunities? Are we all allotted the same opportunities? Do we all start on the same level? When I say the same level, I mean, do we all start on a similar platform in which we all are given the same opportunities? And then the final question I have is, do we all have a fair shot at reaching the American dream? So, after having these questions, that's when I went ahead and broke down the terminology. Y'all know I like to give different definitions just to give y'all some variation. So, of course, the first definition I have comes from the very famous Google. They define the American dream as the ideal by which equality of opportunity is available to any American allowing the highest aspirations and goals to be achieved. Now, there's three things I want to point out about the Google definition. Well, actually, no, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Another definition I found was by Investopedia. Investopedia defines the American dream as the belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version of success in a society where upward mobility is possible for everyone. The American dream is achieved through sacrifice, risk-taking, and hard work, not by chance. I like, um, I see that there's uh, similarities and differences in both definitions. One thing I can say about the Investopedia definition is that they do uh, seem to put more emphasis on the American dream as being something that doesn't happen by chance. It's more so something that everyone has the opportunity to achieve. So it more so presents this idea that we have more control to, um, I guess, achieving or obtaining more in life, and I, I like that they mention that the American dream is achievable by anyone, regardless of the class that they were born into, and the nations that they, that they come from, and, uh, you know, I feel like. I mean, I like that they introduced both of those, but I just don't feel like either of these definitions really take into consideration the plight of Black Americans. But again, I'm jumping afar. I'm jumping ahead of the gun. So let me cut up. Why wind, wind back a little bit? So, um, when I broke down the Google definition, there was three things that I noticed. One being that the Google definition states that the American dream is obtainable by any American, regardless of their background, upbringing, social class, and social identities. So, that right there gives you the who. The American dream can be achieved or obtained by any American. Second, the Google definition... Excuse me... (laughs) Says that the American dream is achievable by Americans only. At least that's the way that I received it in um reading the definition. And then finally, the Google definition states that any American can achieve their greatest potential. So as long as you and this is the thing, like you know, sometimes there are some people that identify as being American. There are people that don't identify as being American and um, I don't know if it's more so of how people choose to identify themselves and or if it's more so of how society chooses to identify people. So even if you may not identify as being American, if you were born in America and you have a birth certificate and a Social Security card, the state, the government, the nation is going to see you as American. Now, when I broke down the Investopedia definition, I noticed three things as well. One being that they said the American dream is obtainable by anyone regardless of the social class and where they are born from, so they didn't they didn't specify that you had to be American. They said anyone can achieve the American dream regardless of where you come from. secondly. Investopedia says that the American dream refers to a form of success that is defined by the individual. So again, that's that idea of us being in more control of our fate and the things that we want to gain in life. We make choices that influence the life that we seek to have. And then finally... Investopedia says that the American dream specifies how to obtain the American dream through sacrifice, risk-taking, and hard work. So Investopedia gives you the who can achieve it, the how to achieve it, and maybe even what to achieve. I feel like that was more so in the first part of the definition. So... Those were the Google and Investopedia definitions. I went ahead and chose to break down Trustlow's definition of the American dream because, you know, this is the guy who created the idea and whatnot. So I broke it down word by word, and I'm going to go ahead and, you know, give you all the breakdown of the words I broke down and my explanation. So I'm going to read his definition again. Truslow says that the American dream is... Quote, that dream of a land in which life should be richer, sorry, that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement. The first part, I, the first part I chose to break down was that dream of a land because I feel like. Whenever you present something as being a dream, there's two sides of it, you know. There's that idea of seeing it as a vision and a goal, but then there's also that side of it where you more so see it as a fantasy. So I feel like depending on if you see it as a goal or a fantasy depends on a person, you know, are you working towards achieving that dream or are you just fantasizing about it and you're not doing anything to work towards it? And I feel like if you look at it in a sense that the dream is more so of a fantasy, then that portrays this idea that it's unrealistic and that it's unachievable because it's just a dream. And even when we uh have dreams as human beings, you know, I mean, I know sometimes it's like, I know at least I have dreams and about things and they happen in real life, but just the idea of dreams or just dreams as a whole um, or dreams being used as a metaphor for something else it kind of does present this um, what's the word I'm looking for I guess like a I don't know if I want to say an alliteration or a personification but almost like a symbol for something. But at the end of the day, like, I do feel like, you know, there's both sides of the coin where, you know, the dream is either a goal and a vision or it's a fantasy. The second part that I broke down was life should be better and richer. So when he said life should be better and richer... I feel like when he said should be, that kind of presents this idea of the American dream of like, I guess in a sense of being unachievable. Because when I read this, I thought of running up an escalator that's going down. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, let me, I have to read this again aloud so I could really try to wrap my head around it and explain it thoroughly. That dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement. So it's kind of like this idea where it's like it should be this way, but is it really? And maybe that kind of ties into the dream component as well because it's like, again, you know, there's this vision that you have or this goal that you have and you're striving towards it and yet things should be this way, but... Really, are you progressing towards that? Are you working, not just are you working towards that, but are you actually getting closer to that goal? So you're physically engaging in this activity with desire to progress and elevate in every way. However, it's this continuous stride towards success and it's constricted by this escalator that's moving down. You aim to go up when the escalator is going down. That's just how I took it. Someone else may hear this and be like, I don't see how she got that. Um, but that's fine, you know. It's all perspective. And I feel like in this context, you know, of going up an escalator that's going down, that's where I was like, again, are we actually progressing? Because you feel like, you know, you're doing all this work and sh- you're... Sh- uh, you're putting in all this work to try to get to this goal and this vision that you have. But the if the escalator is going down, then does this idea of the American dream is just something to kind of keep us running in the hamster wheel, like giving us something to look forward to. But really, we're just, you know, it's just this really nice fantasy to kind of pass time. And I guess, in a sense, make things seem like they're better or that they're getting better when really it's not. And I know, again, that, you know, that may sound like a very negative outlook on life. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. But that's just how I was looking at it. Because, again, it's like when you say life should be better and fuller, just in hearing things like should be, it's like, okay, yeah, it should be. Why Why isn't it? Why can't it be Why did he say should be why didn't he say life will be and maybe that's because he had uncertainties in saying this too and he wasn't sure or confident in saying that yes this is something that can be achieved by anyone and everyone where life should be this way because in saying will you sound certain but in saying should you're like yeah but you know what's up y'all. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to take a minute of your time. Are you based in Charlotte? Are you looking for dessert catering for a party, an event, or even a late night snack? I know I have just what you need. One name at Mo Made It underscore desserts. What better way to satisfy your sweet craving and get lit than with some Hennessy cupcakes? Got a sweet tooth? She has anything and everything you need. Y'all, I'm talking cupcakes, cakes, chocolate-covered strawberries, chocolate-covered pretzels, cake pops, brownies, cupcake jars. You name it, she got it. And she does custom orders. And she's super affordable. I can guarantee your taste buds will be satisfied. Make sure y'all follow my show me on Instagram at MoMadeIt underscore desserts. That is at M-O-M-A-D-E-I-T underscore desserts. Go to her for all of your baked goods needs. Oh, and one more thing. Tell her cake sent you. Next, I just broke down the term richer because I feel like this is where the idea of the American dream and having physical wealth and all these physical possessions came into play. So in doing research on this, it was said that when he said a life that is richer, that he wasn't referring to wealth in a physical sense. He wasn't referring to wealth in relation to having physical possessions and things like that. But in using the term richer, I feel like one can assume that he's talking about acquiring physical possessions Because right away, you know, that's just how um, we've been conditioned to visualize the term rich. You know, someone who's rich, they have wealth. So when you use richer in relation to this idea of the American dream where you have this goal and you have this vision, maybe one part of your goal and or vision is Um, is aspiring to wealth and having ownership of different possessions it could be properties it could be vehicles it could be businesses it can be a multitude of things so even though this wasn't um I feel like a lot of researchers said that this wasn't what he meant at all when he used the term richer I do feel like maybe it wasn't Um, an aspect of it so maybe this isn't the only thing he meant but it's a part of it or maybe it's not a part of it at all maybe he um he did use it in a sense of saying that life will be richer and when you say life is richer I don't feel like that automatically assumes you're talking about physical possessions because life can be rich in many ways life can be rich in love life can be rich in joy life can be rich in pleasure like you know there's so many different areas that life can be rich in but I feel like we've come to we've come to a point to where we automatically assume that this idea of the American dream pertains to having wealth and riches because we live in a capitalist society where money is the root of everything where money drives this nation every single millisecond of the day so when you have richer in this context married with capitalism then you do have this idea of Physical wealth and possessions. So, then you have to ask yourself because it's like okay, well, there is this idea that you know maybe he was talking about wealth and uh having physical possessions when he was talking about being richer and that's something that people automatically as soon as I feel like that's just something easier for people to visualize and something that's easier for people to work towards it's less tangible it's easier to visualize a life full of wealth because people know how to work towards having that People know how to work towards trying to save up for a car, for a house, or for expensive clothes, or whatever have you. When it comes to being richer in a sense that's not physically related, that's where it gets more complicated. And that's where, I guess, in a sense, people can either get lazy because they're like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. You know? So, I feel like if he wasn't talking about wealth, or he wasn't talking about Um, Well, yeah, wealth in relation to being richer than what was he talking about? So this is where we talk about being rich in a non-materialistic way, which means, at least I believe it means, people reaching their greatest potential. This could be emotional stability, this could be expanding your mental capacity in a sense of challenging your way of thinking, this could be spiritual cleansing, this could be finding your purpose, this could be getting a better balance in life, this can be having a peace of mind, this can be healing from trauma, this can be a multitude of things, etc, etc, etc. It depends on the person, on the individual and what they believe being the best version of themselves is so with all of this being said can we assume that all people can reach their greatest potential despite the oppressive systems that that operate against them and even if he was talking about um having physical wealth when he said being richer excuse me again can we assume that Anyone and everyone can obtain or can, can achieve that despite the oppressive systems that operate against them. So, you know, now that we've been talking about oppressive systems, you know, such as racism, sexism, homophobia, transgender oppression, um, I didn't talk about classism. And I didn't talk about ageism or ableism, but I did mention them in other episodes. When you have all these systems in place that are being discriminatory and being prejudiced towards people based on their race, based on their sex, based on their gender, based on their class, based on their age, based on their physical abilities and things like that, can everyone truly achieve this american dream or reach their greatest potential with all of these things in operation because i feel like that's that's one of the things that i was thinking about and studying this like okay well you know when it came to when the american dream was introduced to me it was introduced as this idea that we all have equal opportunity to achieve what it is that we want to gain in life or just being on the same level where we all do have the same amount of opportunities. And I feel like even that is false because we don't all have the same opportunities because we aren't all born into the same Social class and I know that um investopedia said that anyone can achieve it regardless of your social class your social status and what country you come from I feel like at least in uh, relation to opportunities your social class does have an effect and an impact on the type of opportunities that you encounter The opportunity, if a child attends a public school and a child, you have a child that attends a public school and you have a child that attends a private school, the opportunities that they're going to be presented are going to be different. Now, one may argue that how a child chooses to um, engage in those opportunities or whether a child chooses to pursue those opportunities, you know, that's based on that child but i would even say can we always say that that's true because you know there are some t- there are circumstances where some children are al- are not allowed to be children because they have to become adults at a young age they have to take care of their families and take care of their siblings and things like that they have to do adult things at a young age so even though they did get the opportunity they were presented with this opportunity to uh pursue higher education or whatever have you they felt more obligated to take care of their family and someone may even argue well that was their choice that was the choice that they made so you can't argue that everyone has the same opportunity because not everyone has to make those kind of choices not everyone has to make the decision to either I'm going to pursue higher education or I'm going to pers- I'm going to choose to take care of my family. Not everyone has to make choices like that because some people are given an opportunity where they come from stable families who have a stable income and they are. Uh, they may be wealthy, they may have their parents may have degrees or whatever the case. Their parents may have wealth and ownership and things like that. They have food at home where they can eat, and they don't have to go out and try to find a way to have to have a meal for the next day or for a few hours, you know. Ahead of the current time or whatever, not everyone has to make decisions like that. So that within itself shows you that not everyone has the same opportunities because not everyone has to make those kind of decisions. I feel like the American dream kind of presents this idea, like yeah, you know, we all have a choice that we have to make, and yes, we do all have a, we do all have a choice we have to make, but sometimes we don't really have a choice. And maybe that could be a whole another episode about you know, um whether we all have a choice and you know all things like that because that's just something totally that's it's deeper but um I don't feel like I know that we all don't have the same opportunities I know right now me being me being who I am and coming from where I who I where I came from my opportunities We're not the same as, let's say, um, a white boy who grew up in Waukesha or New Berlin or something like that. And I know no one really knows where those are, but those are uh, surrounding counties of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Those opportunities are different. And the example I gave, you know, about a child having to choose about a child having to choose to pursue higher education or having to choose to take care of their family. I know that was a, a, a bit exaggerated, but honestly, that's a reality for a lot of youth, especially a lot of youth who are poor. Those are choices they make every single day, not because they feel like, oh, they are, they're trying to weigh their options. They feel like they have to because that's the cards that they were dealt and they can't control the social class that they were born into and things like that and yes they can try to do everything and that they can to try to get out of that but let's be completely honest you don't just change social classes within one generation it can happen but how often does that happen really how often does that happen so I was saying all this to ask do people become the best version of themselves by operating within these systems? And when I say these systems I mean the I'm talking about the the oppressive systems, racism, sexism, homophobia, transgender oppression, classism, ageism, ableism, all of those, religious oppression, all of those. Do people become the best version of themselves by operating within these systems? Or do these systems enforce people to become the best version of themselves? Or do these systems constrict them from achieving that? And I feel like before answering any of those questions, the first question should be, what is your greatest potential? What does that require of you? Not pertaining to materialistic things, because if you... if you Define your Your potential And your greatness off of physical Possessions and off of wealth Then Your greatness is only As great as your possessions Excuse me You may physically possess everything In the world but you can have a horrible heart You can be ruled by darkness You can be a terrible person But you can be so rich and so wealthy If that's what determines your greatness, you are only as valuable as the things you possess. And what happens when you lose all those possessions? Every single one of them. Then what? You lose your value as well. Because that's what you placed your value upon. So now that you don't have anything, now what? You feel like shit. And you don't feel feel whole. You feel empty. Because, again, you place so much value in these materialistic things that once you don't have them, you don't feel anything. So that's why I challenge you to not base your greatness off of wealth and physical possessions. Like, maybe that could be a piece of it, but I don't think you should make that the entire piece of it. And I know it can be easy to do that because we live in a capitalist society where everyone, you know... Money. Everybody loves money and everybody all about getting the bag, chasing the bag, securing the bag, all of that. But, you know, there's more to life than money, y'all. Just saying that. So, now I want to go into comparing this idea of physical possessions and um compared to per- having personal achievements and your personal success. Now, the... Hmm. James Adams, <laughs> one of the founding fathers of America, of America, um went on to describe this well no, um this is James Truslow Adams, but he basically went on to explain this idea of the American dream, and I found this quote on his book and, um, from his book, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it quote. It is a difficult dream for the European upper classes to interpret adequately, and too many of us ourselves have grown weary and mistrustful of it. It is not a dream of motor cars and high wages merely, but a dream of social order in which each man and each woman shall be able to attain the fullest stature of which they are innately capable and be recognized by others for what they are, regardless of the fortuitous circumstances of birth or position. Just reading that gave me a headache, y'all. I think, I think, I'm, I don't know if it's the pastor or if like, I'm just getting a little frustrated a little bit, but, um, again, I went ahead and broke down every piece of what he said, just because, you know, i i have a lot of comments on this so first of all let's take this this first part where he said you know it is a difficult dream for the european upper class to interpret that right there tells you the who this is he's talking about the rich white people european white upper class rich for those of us who need the the arrows to point directions um Then he says, it is not a dream of motor cars and high wages merely, but a dream of social order. Hmm. A dream of social order. Now, social order, when I hear that, I automatically think of racism, sexism, classism, and every other oppressive system that I mentioned. In which each man and each woman Shall be able to attain the fullest stature Of which they are innately capable That part within himself He's basically saying that Every man and woman Should be able to attain their Fullest stature Their greatest potential Because they are innately capable Meaning that they are able to do this Right off jump Meaning everybody can do it It's achievable, it's obtainable By any and everybody and be recognized by others for what they are, regardless of the fortuitous circumstances of birth or position, and be recognized by others for what they are. Now, when you apply that to black people, you listen, 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 listen. We've been doing this for the culture series for like a good three, four weeks now. So, I we all know at this point how America views black people, how America treats black people. And I feel like I would hope that in saying this, you know, we kind of put two and two together and just kind of figure, you know, how does this apply to black Americans? to be recognized for others by what they are when black people weren't even recognized as being human. So even in, even if by law, if black people, if black people are recognized as being human, look at how society treats us even in trying to prove our humanity which we shouldn't have to do damn it because we're human but i digress um even in doing that this whole idea of being recognized by others for what you are regardless of the fortuitous circumstances of birth or position so basically he's saying that everybody should be able to recognize your hard work and um, be able to recognize your great achievements regardless of where you come from and the positions that you hold in society that's bullshit and I you know, I'm not surprised that James Adams said this cause again I feel like in saying and talking about this he was speaking to the European white wealthy white people of the 1930s um so now that I've said all this I it's like there's some parts of the American dream that I do like and there's some parts of it that I don't like I do like this idea of being able to reach and achieve your greatest potential I like that part of it but I don't like that it overlooks the circumstances that people do have to go through because of the circumstances they were born into. They automatically assume that, excuse me, people can achieve this American dream just because they are born in America. Or because, you know, they weren't born in America, but they migrate to America. And I know, you know, you have a lot of people who migrate to this country, and you know, they work hard and they... Uh, build businesses and all of these things like that but again like I'm before I even start talking about the whole concept of physical wealth and possessions and things like that I want to emphasize the importance of achieving your greatest potential and not allowing society to tell you what your greatest potential is I feel like it's very easy to formulate this idea of your greatest achievement you know by being influenced by so many different things around you because I feel like we're surrounded by a variety of of influences you know especially with social media and if you're on social media all the time you're looking at videos and pictures and you're listening to so much different forms of audio whether if it's music whether if it's podcasts like I've learned this within the past few days you really do have to pay attention to the things that you are receiving the things that you are consuming because those things do influence you they impact you they influence the ways that you behave they influence the ways that you think so because of that you have to be mindful of the things that you are consuming so with that being said when it comes to defining your own potential and um, Having a vision of what your greatest potential is Don't get so consumed by what society tells you your greatest potential is Because I feel like society sometimes can be the most detrimental toxin to you Yes, there's good things out here And yes, you know, there can be good uplifting quotes and things like that But I feel like those things can be easily misinterpreted And even the people who create those things, you know, they can have, they can have, they can falsify the information in a sense. You know, there's so many twists and turns when it just comes to uh, media and things like that. So you have to always be careful. And that's why you should take charge of what, of defining what your greatest potential should be. You know you can have bits and pieces you know and inspirations and things like that, but don't let society tell you what your great what your greatest potential is. You define that, and you set that for yourself now, when it comes to having wealth and ownership and things like that, I do believe that we all should aspire to having some level of wealth um and ownership and entrepreneurship and things like that. Not just for the sake of growing the economy, but for the sake of having things to pass down to our children, our grandchildren, our great our great grandchildren, and building legacies. Because I do because I am conscious and aware that America is a capitalist society where it is ruled by money, that is the thing that drives this nation and money talks. So a lot of times people who, well, it's not even a lot of times, money talks and money holds power. So because I'm aware of that, I would encourage people to... um possess some type of wealth and ownership for that reason because like granted you know there's more ways of being powerful outside of money I know that trust me I totally know that but I'm just saying if you're trying to manipulate the system and really trying to um get things done I do feel like you do have to have a level of you do have to have ownership to an extent you do have to have wealth of some sort because again money talks and it's not even just about having money honestly your ideas because america capitalizes off of ideas all the time you know that's why we have so many different inventions and patents and things like that they're always looking for a way to make more money and you know a lot of times it is our thoughts it is our ideas that drive this machine that we call america Um, so I would encourage everyone to, to look towards entrepreneurship and it doesn't have to be a competition. It doesn't have to be a competition. This whole idea of things being a competition and competing again, that's a product of capitalism just to drive it because when you have competition, you know, that creates more, uh, variety in the um, what's the word I'm looking for it creates more variety in commodities and it just creates a bigger room for brainstorming and things like that so that's why they push this idea of competing and things like that and they make it can seem like it's a restriction on resources and all that yo it's so much out here for everybody to eat they just don't want to let y'all know that because they don't want everybody to eat but again I'm going to talk about that in another episode but that's pretty much all I had here about the American dream. I feel like I answered most of my questions. I'm just gonna go over them just to make sure. I'm talking about what the American dream is, yes. What does it encompass and it tell yes? Who does it include and it excludes? I feel like it definitely was inclusive to rich white people. Um I feel like it is exclusive to black people because. It doesn't, it can be exclusive to black people, at least when you're looking at it in a sense of, um, and not just black people, um, people of color, because, you know, when you have this whole idea in the American dream about everyone having fair opportunities and things like that, that's where I feel like it can be exclusive to black people and people of color. Can it be achieved by all people? It depends on how you're looking at it. And maybe that's another thing, like, it's really hard to answer all these questions because, like, there is no finite answer for all these things. It's a lot of if, ands, buts kind of a thing and trying to interpret everything. So it really depends on how you look at the American dream. But I'm going to go ahead and close out with the quote of what the American dream is just um, for everyone to kind of think about it and take away that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement. I had another thought I wanted to go ahead and talk about because, you know, I'm reading the again I see this whole according to ability or achievement. Like, does that determine... Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to leave it right there because I can talk about this all day. And I know I've been hitting y'all with a lot of long episodes. So, you know, I'm working on the same, trying to get straight to the point and not make them as lengthy. But thank you all for tuning in, coming to get these mental, sorry, coming to get these spiritual vibrations for your mental stimulation. I have been your hostess, Keeks, and I would like to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Meninge Toi. Y'all have a beautiful, blessed week.